Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. Metro exists to exalt God and equip people. Here at Metro, we long to become a community that celebrates the presence of God, communicates the Word of God, demonstrates the love of God, and educates the people of God. Everything we do revolves around this core mission and vision. We are so glad you are here today to listen to this week's podcast. It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message. Metro Church has been a great blessing for all of us, and especially in our life, in our spiritual walk, in our personal walk, we have seen Metro Church always stood with us, especially when we were going through ups and downs of our life. In every circumstance that we have seen, in all these 11 years of our journey in, in, in United States, we have seen you all standing with us, especially uh, with the leadership, Pastor Satish and Sister Anita. They were always with us in the time of dire situation when we, go, we were going through challenge. And you all know that we were going through that. But God has been so good. I can just tell you, God has been so good. I can witness that this Lord was so good to us all. His strength was great. And uh, time to time, his spirit encouraged us. So all those pastors and leaders, I know most of you are familiar faces over here. Thank you so much for being so a great blessing for our family over here in Dallas. Uh, you guys have been such a great blessing. So today, as I stand over here, so many things to say about what God has done in our life and in your life. We all, if we get time, we all have so many things to share. But ultimately, what we want to do is to bring glory to the name of the Lord. Because we are in the house of the Lord. And everything that we do should bring glory to the name of the Lord, right? So it's none about us. It's nothing about us. It's about God. Amen. So this year, I mean, not just this year. I mean, for a couple of these years, past years, we have been going through ups and downs of our life. You know, most of those families who celebrated Thanksgiving last week, um, Few of you might have experienced that vacant chair in your house. Uh, few of you might have experienced that vacant place in your house back home. Many of us, many of our dear ones left us. Uh, many of our dear ones, we have gone through tough times of our life. Especially, we have, we lost few of our dear ones. There were relationship issues. There were financial issues. There business that didn't work well. Kids we thought would go in some other direction, went some other direction. Uh, there's so many things that have gone wrong. And you may be wondering, Lord, what should I, when I sit here, yes, I know that there are so many things to give thanks, but then how can I give thanks? We all go through that. I know in this church you've been talking about Thanksgiving for this whole month, and I'm today concluding it. So I was going through that situation where I, these questions came to me. As a pastor, I've seen, you know, those tough days of my personal life and also the life in church. Back to back, in one month, we had to bury two of our dear ones. I was dealing with those families, and I was just wondering, Lord, you know, how, how can those people be there uh, is that some kind of camouflaging things that we put a mask and say that, Lord, we thank you, or can we be real about it? And the Spirit of the Lord took me to, through the Word to certain places and told me, you need to revisit these places and to learn 
how can you turn a simple thanksgiving into a great thanksgiving? There is a way how you can change a simple thanksgiving into a great thanksgiving. And what makes a thanksgiving great? And then when I ventilated through the whole glimpses of Bible, this is what one thing I found. That great thanksgivings are not the thanksgivings that you give in the midst of abundance and fullness and all those great things. But great thanksgivings begins when you have nothing to do, when you have nothing to say, and everything is negative, and all things are down, when everything is at failure, and everything is at stake, and you are defeated. You feel like you're defeated. You are at shame, and you are, your fame, and everything is put at stake. And there you rises up with few factors and say, thank you, Lord. And then heaven rejoices and say that this is something that we call as great thanksgiving. I've been reminded about this from the book of Old Testament, one of the book of Old Testament. And you all are familiar with this. Let me read this verses to you. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17 till 19. One of the very famous words for Thanksgiving. And let me read it for you. This is how it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olives may fail, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet, come on together, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in God of my salvation. The Lord, come on, we need to read it together if you have that thing. Okay, you don't have it? Right. So the Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on my high heels. Okay. When we go through this verse, you know, it is, it is very important to understand the background of this. So for a few people who don't like history and story, this will be a little boring for you. But you, if you like stories and histories, this will be something very exciting. You know what? The whole Bible, we have almost close to 16, uh, 16 prophets in Old Testament. Out of all 16 prophets, this can be divided into two major categories called major prophets and minor prophets. So major prophets and minor prophets are not because of they were uh, of a good stature or, you know, height and health and those kind of things. No, it was nothing about that. Major and minor was divided just because of one reason that Major prophets had a long period of history for prophetic ministry and minor prophet had a small period of history for their prophecies, right? So uh, when you divide the 16 prophets of Old Testament into two categories, four of them were major. Those were Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. They were major prophets. And then Hosea, Joel, Amos, Abadai, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Sapanai, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. All these falls, 12 falls under the minor prophets, all right? Now, again, these prophets can be divided into pre-exilic, exilic, and post-exilic. I'm not going over there. So, this one prophet, Habakkuk, is very important in that. You know why? He is a crossover between the pre-exilic and exilic. He's a crossover. Like, you know, he was there at the time of pre-exilic. That means when Israel was about to go to exile, into captivity, Right? into Babylonian captivity. And who, in this prophet Habakkuk was right there before exile. And he slipped into a little portion of exile when the whole Judah was taken under Babylon. 
So if you know the history, this will good. This is good. If you don't know, this will be something new. You can go back and just go back and and, re, and and go back and read on all those histories. That will be exciting. Why I said this is this is very important. This man of God, Habakkuk, known as a minor prophet, a crossover between pre-exilic and exilic, he knows both the situation of Israel before exile or before captivity and after captivity. A little bit of both of those. So he is a hybrid nature. He's of hybrid nature in his prophecy. One of the important things is that this guy is saying, and this is a famous uh, verse that we all read every time, though the fig tree may not blossom, though the fruit be not on the vines, though the labor of olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, and flock may be cut off, and there won't be any herd in the stall, yet I will rejoice. And there is a reason for this. This prophet, when, when, he, he, when he was saying this, he is facing three, I will say four important crises. Majorly three, but four. And this is something very similar to what we are facing today. We are crossing through this pandemic, right? We thought 2020 was over, so probably 2021 would be great. We all, we all thought that we will come back and everything will be back to normal. And now we, now we are close to this uh, 2021. We were expecting that. Now you're increasing, like you increased to 200 now. We are expecting by January, Feb, we will be all like full over here. But now, you know, last week we heard of another news that a new mutation came in, a new variety of COVID has come in. Now we don't know what's going on. There, we heard that our flight, we have to cancel our flight because Europe is closing and we don't know about all those things. We don't know what is in store. So everything is at stake. Things are not good. In what, there is what, what are the reasons that we can say, Lord, we thank you. So this is not just pandemic. Think about our relationship that has been affected. There are many families who are going through tough time. Husbands and wives, spouses, their relationship issues. Parents, kids, their relationship issues. Church, brothers and sisters, their issues. There are so many visible, invisible issues that we are all going through. But let's catch up with what we were talking about. So when Habakkuk was writing this, he had major three issues. Three crises, I will say. Number one, there was a political crisis. What was a political crisis? And we all see the political crisis around us. What was the political crisis? Israel was going through a tough time. You know Israel has been divided into northern kingdom and southern kingdom. Northern kingdom is known as Israel. The southern kingdom is known as Judah. Samaria is the capital of northern kingdom. Jerusalem is the capital of southern kingdom, Judah. But then you know that Assyrians came and took the northern kingdom out. But now here it was Judah where people were very much devoted to God. But suddenly Israel fell in idolatry, in other sins. They mingled with the culture. They mingled with the people around. And they committed sin. You know that Josiah was the king who came up and Josiah was a reformer. If whenever you remember a reformer in Old Testament, Josiah, the young king, he was the reformer in Old Testament, brought the whole Israel back to God and they all started worshiping God. But within few years, Josiah was killed. And then Jehoiakim. 
a cruel king came and took over Judah. That was the time Habakkuk was there. And Israel was committing sin and all over. They were idolatry and all kinds of sins. You name the sins, it's, it was there. And then during that time, the, the prophet Habakkuk, he heard God's voice. Actually, Habakkuk was complaining to God. Lord, how can you be silent when Israel is going like this? How can you just sit there and watch that your people are committing all this sin? How can you be just silent seeing the church, Old Testament church, going through this rough time and they are sinful and they are going through this all kind of bad things? And then God's spirit says, you know what Habakkuk, get ready. I'm going to send Chaldeans, that means Babylonians, over to Israel. As soon as he heard this, now the second complaint came. And second complaint was this, Lord, how can you do that? I know that we are sinners, but you are sending these dreadful people, the worst people over us. We are not the best, we know that. We are wrong. But how can you send the worst to correct the wrong? This cannot happen. And in midst of all these situations, there was a political crisis in here. Friends, we all, we all talk about this. Lord, how can you punish church? How can you teach church using this world? You know that your church is not bad. You know that we are not perfect people, but we, we are wrong. But how can you allow this words to come and correct us? How can you allow this world course of this world to change, to correct us. And in a political situation, how can you send this person as a president? How can you choose this as a vice president? How can you have a prime minister like this in India? Or how can you have a UN general like this? All these political things we bring in, we have, we connect with revelation and we have so many sermons and so many other Bible studies and kind of things. If you're saying, Lord, what is happening all around? We understand church is not right. I mean, there were, we have imperfections, but how can you allow these guys to tread upon us? You cannot do this. And Habakkuk was saying the same thing. Lord, you cannot do this. Then there was another crisis, economic crisis, not just political crisis, economic crisis. What was that economic crisis? As the Babylonians came over there, they burned the whole city. They burned the temple down. And then they, they, they finished all the crops. They killed all the cattle. Cattle were the wealth, the wealth that Israelites had. Wines and all those olives, figs, those were seasonal crops. Fields were annual crops. That means when Babylonians came, they destroyed the seasonal crops. They destroyed the annual crops. They destroyed the wealth. The whole economy is down. And Israel is struggling. It's not Babylonians who are struggling. It's the Israelites who are struggling. The whole economy is down. So this is economic crisis. There was a spiritual crisis. What was a spiritual crisis? Whole Israel, they were under sin. They were, they were actually inventing new ways of sinning. They were inventing of inculting all those cultures and everything into their worship. Bringing all the Baal's worship into their worship. A spiritual decline. Moreover, there was an emotional crisis too. Emotional crisis was terrible. Family crisis, relationship crisis, all these crises in such a situation. The truth of the word of God is being exposed. 
Number one, there are three truths when I will talk about this. There are three important truths that we all need to understand. Truth number one, can God allow trouble to come over church? Yes, God can allow. But remember, why did God do so? It was not to destroy Israel. When God allowed Babylonians, the worst people. And by the way, if you know, during that period, nobody could be worse than Babylonians. If you know all these murder things, all these painful killing, merciless killing, all were invented by Babylonians. In Old Testament, Babylonians invented all the merciless killing. All those worst kind of murders, they invented. And think about, God is sending Babylonians over Israel. So first truth was that, can God allow these people to tread upon church? Yes, God can allow. But the truth is, not to destroy you. Not to destroy you. And that is one thing that we all have to write in our hearts because history proves it over and over. When God allowed Babylonians to come over there, then Habakkuk was saying, Lord, would you do that? And God says, yes, I will do that. How are you punishing us by sending the words? And God says, I will punish them. I will judge them too. But I will refine my people in this process. Can somebody praise God? You are going through a refining process. I am going through a refining process. You know, when we were going through the tough days of our life, one, one fine morning we came to know that my wife was going through stage two cancer, thyroid cancer. We were having enough stuff in our church where we were going through, and then we heard about this. We were, and I was saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? In this 11 years of ministry, this was the, I will say, the most difficult year of my ministry. For, for us as a family, we have gone through tough days of our life. But thank God, that every single moment, God was pruning us. And today when I stand here, I can say thank you, Lord, for those days because those days have turned into a blessing in our life. How many of you can just look into your life saying that, yes, I am going through political crisis. I am going through economic crisis. I am going through spiritual crisis. I am going through uh, my emotional crisis. But one thing is for sure. When God allows something, it is not to destroy me. It is not to kill me. It is not to defeat me, but it is something to build me together. If there is a witness in this house of the Lord, can I see some hands who lifted high and praising God? Can, can we give a big hand to the Lord and worship this Lord for such a magnificent God who has been such a good God to our life? Praise God. Hallelujah. So, when God, when God, so number one thing is God allows it. Second thing. How can I, I, how can I find? And Habakkuk teaches us, as soon as he saw that God is allowing and God is saying, yes, I am sending, then he knew that. Now, it's not worth to focus on spiritual crisis, economic crisis, emotional crisis, or political crisis. It is worth to look upon God who is treasure. And the verse says, yet I will rejoice, yet, even though nothing is working, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. You know, as Pastor Satish was coming in and he said, you know, that's one of the best gifts that God has given is the joy. And here Habakkuk is saying, 
I will joy in the God of salvation. There is so much of depth in that word. So much of depth in that word. What is the joy of God of salvation for Habakkuk? Habakkuk will say, oh, few years back, we were under the captivity of Pharaoh. We were, we were under the you know, captivity of Egyptians. We all were there and for years we cried. We couldn't worship. We were under the bondage. And in, in, such, in such a situation, there came a time when there were no prophets, when there were no priests, when there were no seers, when there were no visionaries, there was no pastor, nobody else. God raised a Moses to bring a crowd of people out of the bondage of Egypt. Today, we are thankful. Why? During the time of Habakkuk, Habakkuk can say, oh, those days, those were the days when there were no pastors, no priests, no prophets, no visionary, there was no sacrifice, nothing, no temple, nothing, and God raised a man called Moses. Today, by grace of God, we have priests over here. By grace of God, we have prophets over here. By grace of God, we have a worship over here. We have tabernacle. And then Habakkuk says, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. I look behind I see God who can save us from the treading things of Egypt. This God is able to bring us out from Babylon too. Can somebody just look into your life? Hallelujah. The most precious gift of our salvation. What is that? Lord Jesus Christ who came into this world 2,000 years ago, came for us, died on the cross, took our sins away and he gave us a free salvation. We are called the children of God today in the midst of a dire situation. When everything is worse, everything is getting around us, everything is getting against us, can somebody say that, Lord, I thank you for the gift of salvation that I have. I was a sinner. I was enemy of cross. But today I thank God for I am a child of God. You call me friend. Church, we need to rejoice. Can we give God glory, honor and praise for such a wonderful God who has been our God, who has been our strength. This God says, I am your savior. I am your healer. ജീവിതത്തിൻ്റെ പ്രതികൂലങ്ങളുടെ മധ്യത്തിൽ കടന്നു പോകുമ്പോഴും അന്ധകാരം മൂടി നിൽക്കുമ്പോഴും നമുക്ക് വേണ്ടി നിൽക്കുന്നൊരു സ്വർഗമുണ്ടെന്ന് മനസ്സിലാക്കി ഒന്നാ കരങ്ങൾ ഉയർത്തി ദൈവത്തെ സ്തുതിക്കാൻ പറ്റുമോ ഹാലലൂയ ദൈവസഭ ഒരുമിച്ച് ദൈവത്തെ മഹത്വപ്പെടുത്താൻ പറ്റുമോ ഹാലലൂയ എല്ലാം എതിരായി നിൽക്കുമ്പോൾ രാഷ്ട്രപരമായി എതിരായി നിൽക്കുമ്പോൾ ഹാലലൂയ എല്ലാ സംഗതികളും നമ്മൾ പ്ലാൻ ചെയ്തതിൻ്റെ തികച്ചും വ്യത്യസ്തമായി മാറിപ്പോകുമ്പോഴും മാറിപ്പോകാത്തൊരു സ്വർഗം എനിക്കും നിനക്ക് വേണ്ടിയുണ്ട് തുണയായി ഒരു കുഞ്ഞു പോലും നിന്നില്ലെങ്കിൽ സ്വർഗം നിനക്ക് എനിക്ക് വേണ്ടി നിൽക്കുന്നുണ്ടെന്ന് വിശ്വസിക്കുന്ന ദൈവജനം ദൈവത്തെ സ്തുതിക്കാൻ പറ്റുമോ I will rejoice in the Lord for he is my God of salvation. Yet I will, come on, how many of you can say that? Yet I will rejoice because he is my God of salvation. Now the important thing comes at that. First is, can God allow? Yes, God can allow. Second, what God is a treasure. And what is God, what, how can we say God is treasure? Because he is my salvation. Third thing, the day you Take out your focus from all these crises and put your focus to the treasure who is God of your salvation. The third thing happens. 
God started changing your troubles into victory. God can change your troubles into victory. Suddenly, as Habakkuk focused on this, now God is showing you something else. Very soon and very soon, I will bring Israelites out of exile. Babylonians are over them. Yes, they captivated them, but that is not the destiny for Israel. The destiny is different. One day, I will bring Israel out of this place. And I will bring them back to my place. I will establish them as a nation. And this nation will be a blessing. And Habakkuk sees that by the eyes of faith. And you know what? After a few years of this captivity, God brings them out. Under the leadership of Zerubbabel. Under the leadership of Ezra and Nehemiah. Oh, Israel, the whole nation come back to the land. And they started praising God. One more time, God established worship. One more time, God established ministries. Priests were established there. Pastors were established there. Prophetic ministries were established there. This is our God. This is the God of salvation. Friends, when you see these things are working, when you see all these things are working, even by the eyes of faith, if you can look into that, today will be the best day to say to make our simple thanksgiving into a great thanksgiving. Praise God. There are two kinds of worshipers. And in the book of Exodus, we see that. When Moses was before Red Sea, he worshipped God. People didn't worship God. Right? Before even they crossed Red Sea, Moses worshipped God. And the Bible says, I will show way to Moses. Because he worshipped before they crossed Red Sea. But the whole crowd and Miriam, the worship leader, she worshipped after crossing Red Sea. God never commented on that worship. A worship that you worship before you cross the Red Sea is the worship that God rejoices. That is where God takes pleasure. Friends and families, as we are going through the tough days of our life, when we pass through all these situations of our life, I want to remind you one thing. Let us worship our Lord with truth and spirit. Even when things are not working well. When everything is negative. For Habakkuk he will say. Everything was negative. And nothing was working good for him. Everything went against him. One of the important things. Even his family. His own beloved people. Never even trusted. Never even trusted. Habakkuk and his prophecies. Remember friends. You know there are times. When you want to tell the reality, you want to show what is in your heart, and people won't even understand you. Your messages will not be taken. They won't understand you. But you know what? It's all well. Let's say, Lord, thank you for that. A day will come when God will make them to understand. Right? You, want to, you, you, you are saying that, Lord... They misunderstand. They are misunderstanding me. They don't, even, they don't even think about me. They are misunderstanding me. And you can say, if you take Habakkuk as a matter of your study, you can say one thing. Lord, I will wait for that day when you will prove me. I am not going to prove myself. You will prove me. Friends, in this Thanksgiving, there may be families who will say, what are you thankful about? People will ask, what are you thankful about? 
you have gone through the rough days of your life things were bad but you can say I have nothing to tell anything about those things but I look unto God of salvation and I just want to pour out my heart to this Lord friends and families today is the best day and this on this Sunday worship to turn your Thanksgiving into a great Thanksgiving how many of you would love to render your heart towards this Thanksgiving to make into a great Thanksgiving how many of you can say I, I can say I went through the tough days of my life how many of you can say yes I have gone through the rough and tough days of my life but still I will praise my God in front of all the negative things negative results in front of negative reports in education in career in your life in your relationship I want you to take one challenge today yet I will rejoice in the presence of the Lord my circumstances are not going to define my worship my worship will define my circumstances can somebody say that amen can is can somebody say amen to that my circumstances are not going to define the style of my worship my worship will redefine my circumstances and this is a challenge how many of you would love to take that challenge in your life would you please close your eyes would you rise up where you are committing yourself in the hands of god nammale thane deiva karangalilekku samarpichumunda aakarthavane murinja karangalilekku nelpichumunda ellam prathigoolamayirikkumbolum anuguma anugoolamayirikkunna swargamundallo would you lift your hands in the presence of the lord for a minute accept this as a challenge i will tell you when you start doing that your thanksgiving is going to become a great thanksgiving because you will not walk out empty but you're walking out with a promise of turning your troubles into a testimony would you close your eyes father lord we humble ourselves before you and we say we are so thankful to you for all the blessings that you have given lord we are so thankful to you lord for hundreds and thousands of things that you have done but we know that we are going through rough days there are spiritual crises that we are going through economic crises that we are going through an emotional crisis and financial crisis and all those crises but in the midst of this we say yet i will rejoice even though the fig tree may not blossom vines may not give its fruit even though cattle are not in the herds but still i will praise my god because these things are not defining my worship i will praise my god and one day you will help me to run like deer and i will worship our god we will see the salvation we will see the deliverance and in jesus most precious name and everybody say amen let's give up a big hand to the lord thanks for listening to this week's podcast if there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like jesus then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at metrochurch.us Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.